Welcome to Fallout Off the Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by Abraxo Cleaner from the Abraxodyne Chemical Company. Perfect for those tough-to-get-out stains on the likes of food, drink, and blood. And now, on to our show. The room was completely black. Right, welcome one and all to another episode of Fallout Off the Record. I'm your host Rick McVick, and with us tonight, as always, is Shaleen. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing out there in this uh, beautiful evening? It's actually already dark where I'm at, so hopefully it's not too dark, or maybe you're just waking up. I don't know where any of you live, <laughs> which is probably a good thing. Anyway, uh, Shaleen, tell the good listeners what we have uh, for them tonight. Welcome to episode 16. This is The Unusual Suspects, the fourth part of our series on the companions of Fallout and Fallout New Vegas. And before we get into it, we're going to talk about some lovely sponsors. We are brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. If you're looking for some earbuds or headphones, go to TweakedAudio.com and get free shipping, 30% off, with our code off the record, all one word at checkout. Awesome. We're also brought to you by Audible, your number one source for audiobooks. I was on the Audible website the other day. They've got 180,000 audiobooks now. How much? 180,000 of them. Wow. Yeah, lots of it. So um, you can use our link, audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork, to get one of those audiobooks for free. We recommend The Earth Abides by George R. Stewart. We'll talk more about that later. Ooh. We are also brought to you by you. You can become a patron of our show on Patreon.com by going to Patreon.com slash Quest Gaming Network. You can support us for as much or as little as you like and get some cool rewards in the process. You can also support QGN through one-time donations on the website QuestGamingNetwork.com using our PayPal link. Any donation helps and would earn you a shout-out on this show. Or any other QGN show that you would like to be shouted out on. Yes. And uh, I got to say, Patreon is pretty awesome. You do get rewards for, uh, you know, your level of patronage, I guess you could call it. So keep that in mind if you're ever planning on uh, giving us some love in the form of dollar bills. Indeed. Um, we've got a lot of things going on on the show today. We got some news for you, gameplay, our lore, companion month continues, weapon of the week, some emails, and we are going to unbox our Funko Pop mystery mini figurines. Woohoo! Yeah, we uh, we had last week, we gave, announced our winners of the contest, and uh, those gentlemen both uh, filmed unboxing videos of their Funko, so I'll tweet those out later. It's pretty neat. Yeah, I know that the one guy got a. Uh, I know what the one guy got. I'm I'm really curious to see what Caleb got. So yeah, I'll, I'll tweet out that video and you can see it. That'll be awesome. So thanks for doing that, guys. Yeah. So do you know what day it is, Rick? It is the anniversary, future anniversary of the Great War, isn't it? Right. We are recording on October twenty third, two thousand and fifteen, and this is the pre anniversary of the Great War. In just 62 years, the world will explode in nuclear fire. Celebrate! <laughs> uh, wait, how many years? 60-something? 63? 62. 
Um, I might be alive then. Possibly, but we'll probably both be dead by then. Which is fine. I I wouldn't want to be alive for the Great War anyway. Yeah, Uh, I I don't know. I might like to see it. (laughs) Wouldn't that be the way to go out, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would totally sit outside, like, naked with aviators, because who cares, and just (laughs) catch a bomb. Well... Yeah, visualize I, I, uh, that for a second. I just fixing to say. <laughs> just like 90-year-old man flesh. <laughs> Picture that, audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't even right now. Well, don't even. <laughs> Let's not even. We're going to just move right along to our nuclear news network. We've got some corrections from last week, and this is becoming a regular segment. <laughs> because we're doofuses. <laughs> it's all right. Our first correction, this one is Rick's. Um, do you want to tell him about it, or shall I? Actually, I probably have a few, and I'm not quite sure which one you're referring to. <laughs> you remember when you went in the casino in Oh, Pris? right. Yeah, there's some thugs that show up, and I was like, oh, this must be D- um, not DLC. But this must be a mod, because on New Vegas, I have um, I have some mods that... Vegas Bounties mods. Yeah, the New Vegas Bounties. And when I walked into the Vicky and Vance Casino, these uh, thugs came up and tried to like force me to pay them money or something. I forget what they did. And I was like, oh, this must be the mod. And come to find out through many of you letting me know that it was not a mod at all and completely vanilla. I just have never seen it in all my years of playing this game. Never, mm-hmm. ever seen it. So, and I don't think you have either, have you? You know, after they said it, I felt like I remembered it, but it's been a long time since I've done a full playthrough of New Vegas, so I did not remember it. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I totally didn't even didn't even know. So that was my correction. What'd you screw up? Okay, you know how I was all excited because I thought cloud saves for Fallout Shelter meant that I could carry my vault from a phone to my iPad and back and forth, and then it wouldn't, and I was sad? Yes. Well, I was just too stupid to make that work. Oh. You can carry your save between your phone and your iPad and just switch back and forth. And uh, that's it's really nice to be able to play on that bigger screen on my iPad. And uh, I was just going to give a shout out to Taylor on Twitter for pointing that out to me. You have improved my Fallout Shelter experience greatly. <laughs> well, that was very nice of him. Yeah. So that's it for our corrections of dumbness from oh. last week. Oh, good. I thought it would have been more than that. It'll probably... We'll, we'll have more for next week, I'm sure. I have no doubt. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> real quick, uh, I'm stuck in Vault 22, and I have to blow up the gas main. Unfortunately, I don't have a way to secure myself, so I'm probably going to die here. Should be interesting. Sorry. Where are you? You can't shut that door? Well, I don't know if it's going to protect me or not. In fact, I don't that even know if I have any... You. It does? Yeah, you just shut the door. Toss the grenade and shut the door. Oh, good, I do have a grenade. I thought for a second I didn't. Yeah, just lob a grenade out there, shut the door, it'll be good to go. Let's see if Rick does it. Woohoo! Yay! Oh Oh, no, it's still the fire came in and knocked you down. (laughs) No, I'm dead. (laughs) Eddie has died. I'm dead too. You're dead too? Yes. You've lost Eddie's enhanced sensor spark. I think you're just knocked down. No. Um, and on fire. Fairly certain I'm dead. I told you. <laughs> I told you. That was sad. Ugh. 
Well, well while Rick tries to figure his way out of this little scenario, we'll carry on with the news. <laughs> the luck video came out, the final of the special videos. What did you think of the luck video? I loved it. Um, I, I can't remember what I specifically loved of it, but I know I enjoyed it. I always enjoy them. Such cute videos. They are. Vault Boy dies in many adorable ways. Yes. Oh, there was one of them that I fairly enjoyed, and I don't remember. I just said that. Continue. <laughs> I loved the coin flip, and he flips the coin, and it says die. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I wonder if there's going to be, like, Russian roulette type of games. Mm. Mm. That was the thing I remembered. Um, so, when it talks about your misfortunes could become someone else's fortunes, mm-hmm. I was wondering if they'll penalize you for dying by losing some of your loot. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't think they've ever done that before. Like, I'm trying to think. You know, in Skyrim and Oblivion and stuff, you would lose skill, you know, your skill progress uh-huh. if you were jailed. That's very interesting. So, yeah, I just wonder if there'd be anything like that. Hmm. I don't know. I, uh... They were shooting the rad roach in the head. It was just bouncing off. I guess that was a rad roach. It was some kind of a fly. Um, I don't know. What did you think that creature was? Was was it rad roaches or? I I thought they were. That's what I thought too. But they also looked kind of like a fly or a bee or something. I don't know. I just thought they were cartoons. Shoot them in the head. Just bouncing them off. <laughs> and uh, it said that luck will give you better shots, so you'll have more successful. Shots. Obviously, it'll affect critical chance. Critical well, um, will it? Or, or don't you build up a meter for critical chance now? Oh, that's true. Maybe how fast it goes or how successful it is? I'm I think it's sure. just like damage you do, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out very soon. Uh, here we go again. With high luck, you will find more caps. And the mysterious stranger, of course, is connected to luck. And uh, this may be me imagining things, but I felt that he emphasized the word misfortune. And misfortune, of course, is the lady version of the mysterious stranger from Fallout New Vegas. That's true. So I wonder if if, uh, I'm just being hopeful there. But no, I think you're. uh, I think you're right. I mean, she was in New Vegas, so like you said, I'm pretty sure she'll. But it does feel like the marketing for Fallout 4 is kind of ignoring the fact that Fallout New Vegas was a thing. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Which, that's fine. Yeah, so maybe I'm just imagining things. They talked about some of the perks that were connected to luck. Rick's favorite, the bloody mess. (laughs) How do you feel about that being connected to luck? I would have thought that would have been... Maybe something else. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe that's the new... I don't know. I don't know how that was going to work. Because it always was just a, a broad brushstroke of 5% plus to all your damage. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out, I'm sure. We don't have that long to wait either till we find out. Mm-hmm. The Grim Reaper sprint is connected to luck. And I think that's a bummer. Because I almost always take that perk... And I almost never make a lucky character. I, it's very rare that I give a character of luck higher than four. That was uh, Grim Reaper Sprint would, what, refill it after you killed someone? Right. Gotcha. Refills your AP if you kill somebody in vats. It's very useful. Maybe a little cheaty, but very useful nonetheless. 
Huh. I liked it. I mean, I I picked it pretty regularly. I don't know how I'm going to survive this. Yeah. I really don't. Maybe you should just split. Get I, out in the wasteland. I can't. I'm locked in here until I do this. Really? Yes. I won't let you out. No, she's locked the door. She said the place is under quarantine. <laughs> jerk. Well, the door, I know the door protects you. That's how I always get it. Well, the Maybe one, you didn't get the door shut in time. The one that protects you is this door right here. And I can't lock, pick a hard lock. Oh. Really? This could be an issue. Yeah, I might have to hack my way out of this. Sorry, users. Well, that is some, some gripping radio there. While <laughs> you are working your way out of that. The luck video also showed a perk that I was not familiar with. It showed like a little leprechaun, like fighting Irish vault boy. <laughs> That's true, it did. And the announcer said, magic of the unexpected. And I just wondered, um, what what does that mean? What on earth does that mean? We'll get pelted with money as we walk around the wasteland? I mean, that would be nice, but I, I doubt it. Maybe yeah. we'll have a... I don't know. Leprechaun helpers? <laughs> leprechaun helpers? Wow. I don't know. It was very strange. Uh, and they, they just, we have no information on that, so I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll find out again. Sure we'll find out. I can't even hack this door. Ugh. That's sad. So now that they don't have these special videos to roll out for us every week, what do you think they're going to do to keep the hype train on the tracks? I don't, do they really need to do anything else? <laughs> well, they will. I, I'm sure they will. So what do you think we're going to get next week? Oh, gosh. I don't even know. Screenshot? I, I don't... So they're going to have to put out some, some more news. I just I believe they will. Bethesda's going to have to put out. You're right. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I didn't being say rude that, again. you guys. I'm being rude again. <laughs> um, let me think. So if they're not doing special videos... What is it that people really want? Because they're not going to talk about story. They might, I mean, maybe... When are we going to get the achievement list? Maybe along the lines of something that's nonchalant like that. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I, at this point, this close, it'd be really hard to, like, talk about anything without it being... Without someone getting upset. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, that's a tough well, one. Well, I'll be interested to see. Yeah. You know, I also wouldn't even be surprised if they didn't talk about it at all i mean maybe do another few few like uh bullcrap interviews um and that sort of thing and i don't mean that the interviews are bullcrap i just mean like you know you, mm -hmm. know, you know the great almighty todd showing himself you know, showing his face on you know some website might be the thing that they do um maybe they'll tweet out about more mechanic stuff like i know before we talked about if whether or not the uh target that we are aiming at in VATS, if it's moving, if that affects it or not. I know that we had asked that and we weren't quite mm -hmm. sure. I mean, I'm, I'd imagine it would, but, you know, we don't know for sure, obviously. I don't know. What do you think? I think we will get the achievement list next week. Oh, and do uh, I do. I think we'll get the achievement list next week. And uh, I think there will be some uh, things that are, are very vague and make us just have this conversation all over again. Have they ever given out a perks list before? 
Not a perks list, Rick, an achievements Sorry, list. Sorry, achievements list. Sorry. I'm also looking for something in the game, so I'm happy. Achievements list comes out before games do. That's, oh, that's, that's how it works. Oh. Yeah. See, that's how much I pay Always. Attention. Always. Um, they, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll come out. Okay. The achievements will come out. I shall trust you, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> See, that doesn't bother me so much, and that's why I never knew, because I never go for achievements. Well, you don't care about do. achievements, no, so... Although it could tell us a little bit about the game. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a gutsy move. We shall see. So Fallout Shelter got a Halloween update with some holiday-themed costumes and decorations in the barracks and the dining halls and some spooky music. <laughs> you know, I didn't see any of those decorations until I upgraded the room and then it right. switched over. The room has to be full size. It has to be three, three rooms connected and it has to be fully upgraded before you see those decorations and it's pretty cute i I liked it it's very purple so (laughs) it's adorbs very purple and uh have you been playing much fallout shelter at all i actually have been um you know i got piper the five lunch boxes and it kind of got me back into playing it a good bit haven't tried i haven't tried survival mode yet I think that was their dastardly plan with giving us Piper <laughs> and the lunchboxes was to get, hey, oh, yeah, Fallout Shelter's on my phone. I can play some Fallout Shelter. And um, I have gotten the little ghost costume. It hasn't gotten back to my vault yet. Eulogy Jones is still carrying it home, so I haven't seen how it looks. The what and costume? A ghost, a little ghost. Oh. It's like a ghost, like Charlie Brown style. Uh-huh. It's very cute. Is- or it looks cute in the picture. I haven't seen it on my dweller yet. I was going to say, it does sound cute. And uh, my mom got a little skeleton for her vault, and it's cute. She put it on one of her people. So, Fallout Shelter Halloween update. Yay! So, presumably, they will be doing holiday updates. We can expect maybe a Thanksgiving one and a Christmas one. Um, We know they have Christmas costumes and a pilgrim outfit. Because one of our listeners has been tweeting us pictures of those. Thank you for that. Free Willy on Twitter. Hmm. So, cool. yeah. yeah that's I, something to keep it interesting. Yeah, the only... Um, I haven't really gotten anything special in Fallout Shelter at this point. You know, I still haven't gotten... I still haven't gotten anything, like, crazy. Like, the only confirmed NPC that is a character in my shelter is Piper. And mm-hmm. she came to everyone, so you can right. tell how lucky I am at that game. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to collect all of the legendary dwellers and uh, all of the outfits and weapons. And it's taking a long time. <laughs> a lot of it's luck. I mean, there's like no yeah. rhyme or reason to getting them. I think you have to be very committed and just spend a lot of time with your vault and uh, be very organized about who you're sending out in the wasteland and, and when. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Moving on. So your Pip-Boy edition includes a PC disc, right? A Fallout 4? It does. I did not. Yes, it does. Well, when you get your PC disc version of Fallout 4, you will not be able to just pop it in and play. You will have to download some files from Steam because all of the install files are not included on the disc. Which... I don't really like. <laughs> yeah, it's a drag because it's going to put more time between you opening that Pip-Boy and exploring the wasteland. Exactly. And I would like to... I don't even know when this thing is arriving. I have one day shipping, so I'm assuming it's going to get here the 10th. But 
you know, that. Oh, in it that, would be so sad if you didn't get here till the eleventh. Right. Like I'm really nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I qualify for release date delivery on mine, and uh, I ordered a PC version on Steam, so oh, okay. I, I will pre-install that when it's ready. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You got the Pip-Boy edition? No. No, I only got one Pip-Boy. My Pip-Boy is for Xbox, and then I got just a standard... Right, you got uh, it. I pre-ordered the game on Steam. Right, you, you bought two copies of the game? I did. <laughs> I, I know I'll use them. Oh, I'm sure you will. I mean, I don't think I'm going to get it for a console, but um. and I can get in like a whole day of of play on PC before my Xbox Pip Boy gets here. That's true. Would, so yeah, That's when I get home from work on the 10th, uh, it will be uh, past midnight on the East Coast, so I'll be able to just boot it up right then. Nice, awesome. But anyways, this the reason for these install files not all being included on the disk, according to Pete Hines, uh, is because the PC still uses DVD instead of Blu-ray, like the consoles do. So there's uh, just not. That makes sense. You get a, a Steam uh, a Steam key to to install those other files, and Steam also helps prevent piracy. So that's something that Bethesda is very in favor of, and. You can also just use your Steam key to download the whole thing if you don't want to even use the disk. I don't know why you would do that unless you had some some super fast internet. But yeah, I, I wouldn't. Can. I wouldn't want to do that at all. Oh my goodness, I'm such a bad shot. Oh, here comes another loud rainstorm. Yeah, that's lovely for our audio podcast. The loud rainstorms. <laughs> it is delightful. Be- it is beautiful. I mean, I have it turned down, so it's not too bad. But it's pretty neat. It is pretty cool. I do like these uh, weather mods and stuff on on my PC. It's pretty cool. Your game always looks really dark to me. I always turn turn up the brightness because I, I don't see very well. Yeah, I can't hit the broad side of a barn today. Um, yeah, it's a little dark when it's nighttime or raining, mm-hmm. which is a little annoying. But, um, you know, with my James Bond character, I have uh, night vision, so it kind of negates all that. So we have some kind of bummer news from you from the chat room. We do. If you don't get your Pit Boy on the tenth, you probably won't get it till the twelfth because the eleventh is Veterans Day. Oh, shut up, you! Whoever that was. <laughs> yeah, that was Joseph. Ugh. So it's not even. I don't even want to yeah. think about that. That that would be terrible. It would be terrible. So we've talked about. Uh, Fallout 4 on the Xbox and on the PC. Let's talk about it on the PS4 now. Yeah, no, I, I don't know anything. I mean, I know that Sony has had its moments with uh, Bethesda games in the past. Well, there should be no such moments for Fallout 4. The game works on PS4. <laughs> Somebody asked Pete Hines on Twitter whether the game was going to run well, and that's totally a legitimate concern, giving the PS3's performance with Skyrim and Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. And uh, Pete replied saying, it runs at a solid 30 FPS. I play it all the time. I think you'll be pleased. A solid 30 FPS. Mm -hmm. On a console, that is awesome. So that's good. I just, just as long as it runs, basically. Yeah. uh, That would be delightful. I just felt so bad for my PlayStation 3 playing Brethren and (laughs) Sistren for the previous couple of Bethesda titles. It was bad. That was not a good... Not a good time for anyone to be a 
PlayStation fanatic. Mm-hmm. I was very glad to be in Camp Xbox when the 360 and 3 were out because of those very reasons. Same here. So do you have any money left to buy, buy Fallout stuff? Goodness, no. Me either. <laughs> Not at all. I really don't. But if you did, and if any of our listeners do, the Bethesda store is having a great war sale. They've been putting up new items every day this week. There was a Fallout 4 Xbox One controller, which I did purchase. Well, um, you what? You know that's wired, right? Yeah. I usually have my controller plugged in anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I was going uh, I was going to complain about how I thought it was stupid that it was wired. Well, it is in this day and age, you know, you should have wireless controller. But I uh I usually keep mine plugged in anyway. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. It's not an issue for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my cord is like 10 feet long you know I can sit I, my room's not 10 feet long that's true <laughs> that makes sense I'm good so there's also a messenger bag that was Pitboy styled messenger bag it was cool a very stylish watch a t-shirt a limited edition art book a $130 edition of the Vault-Tec survival guide which is yeah. insane that's just so expensive it came with the survival guide. It came with I would hope. some lithographs, a uh, Nuka-Cola bottle opener, some Nuka-Cola magnets, and a calendar, I believe, with the art of Fallout 4. I didn't think it was $130 worth of stuff, uh, even if I'd had $130 left to spend. I don't yeah. believe I would have put it up toward that. No, that is super, super expensive. I don't. That's more than the Pip-Boy. Yeah. For just... <laughs> that's more than the loot crate. For just to be told how to play the game. Yeah, that's that's really expensive. But you can't... Oh, and it came with a map. That's right. A full-size map of the world. And if you pre-order Fallout 4 through the Bethesda store, you can get a Great War t-shirt for free. That ends on Monday. So if you're listening after Monday, you're too late to get that. But if you're listening now... You can get a free t-shirt with your pre-order of Fallout 4. I missed the boat, I guess. And the Pip-Boy briefly came back and was <laughs> sold out again instantly three times. <laughs> Did you see the GameSpot uh, web article about that? No. <laughs> it had three updates and they were pretty consecutively close. <laughs> and it was just That's like, really funny. It's just like, they're back in stock. Oh, never mind. Oh, wait, they found some more. Never mind again. <laughs> I know today I saw a Polygon article tweeting about, you know, that the Pit Boys were back and I retweeted that. And by the time I got like three posts up in Twitter, it was already sold out again. So I had to delete the tweet. <laughs> That's so terrible. crazy. I'm really curious how they're finding these extra. Like if they just like, you know, one guy's like, ah, oh, dang it, we need more copy paper. And then like he goes to the closet door, opens it up and like five Pit Boys <laughs> fall out. Like, holy crap, how'd they get in here? <laughs> And then Todd flies away on his sleigh with his reindeer. Oh, that's amazing. Well, the reindeer with two heads in the case of Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. What the? What happened? Okay, so uh, for those of you watching, I just zoomed in on... Um, I'm up next to Quarry Junction, and I zoomed in with my scope, and I just saw three Deathclaws just drop dead. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> uh, I've had a run... Of just running into Deathclaws in this game. 
And I I've think also change your deodorant or something. <laughs> and whoa, it just picked itself back up. Are they sleeping? What is? And what's that one doing in the the crane? Is he operating the crane? I think he's trying to fix it. Um, but um, yeah, either they come after me all the time, or they tend to run up to me and drop dead. Odd. He's, I don't know what he's doing. It's so strange. He got back up and got back down. Well, we'll just uh, take him out. Put right him down now. for good. Well, while you're shooting Death Claws, I think that the actual story with what's going on with the Pip Boy editions is that they have uh, retailers canceling their pre orders. People that cancel their pre orders and those Pip Boys become available for resale. So, huh. I believe that's what's actually happening. I would never have guessed in a million years. Uh, speaking of pre-orders, if you pre-order Fallout 4 from Steam, you can get a Dota 2 announcer pack starring the Mr. Handy voice, and that <laughs> should be available by mid-November. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I don't play Dota. Do you play Dota? No, I do not. Well, if you pre-order from Steam, listeners, and get this Dota 2 thing, and you want to learn about Dota 2, you can listen to our brother podcast... Dota off the record and learn about Dota. So, Brother podcast. It's pretty awesome. Or is it a sister podcast? I don't know. I think they're all dudes, so I call it a brother podcast. Yeah, but usually in the case of like cars and boats and stuff, isn't it? Isn't it female? Like, sister? well, that's super sexist, Rick. No, it's, it's actually brother podcast. It's respectful. Oh, great. I don't know. I think they're they're bros. Now so. I'm now I'm mental. Now I'm mental and sexist. Yeah. What's wrong with being sexy? Sorry. I hope somebody gets that out there. <laughs> Moving right along. On Polygon, I saw a leaked Dell Black Friday ad showing a $300 Black Friday Xbox One bundle with Fallout 4. Oh, oh you lost Eddie? Why does this happen to me? You just kill your companions like crazy. I'm like... I'm like the doctor. They just... Everyone dies around me. That's terrible. I'm glad I live over here. Ugh. Sorry. Well, that's too bad. R.I.P. Eddie. Of course, one shot takes him out right after Eddie dies. It's too late for Eddie. So this Xbox One bundle, uh, that's super cheap. $300 for an Xbox One, super cheap. But it's not the official Fallout bundle. It's a 500 gigabyte console. It comes with the Gears of War Ultimate Edition and Fallout 4. That's a very good deal. In it's the chat one. room, they're saying that is why you don't play on hardcore. <laughs> um, speaking of, it also crashed again. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is very difficult to do. <laughs> play this game. All I want to do is play for over half an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay, uh, give it a try. Maybe you can deactivate some mods or something. All that know. means is Eddie gets to come back. <laughs> There's something. If it resurrects Eddie, then I'm in favor of it. I've got the standby screen up until we get this thing back on, so... Well, while Rick works on getting Fallout New Vegas to run... <laughs> Let's talk about Mr. Handy. There was an article about Fallout. Where do you think this was, Rick? Do you think it was on IGN or GameSpot? Well, we've hit all of them except for Kotaku. Oh, 
Well, it was on Popular Mechanics. What? Popular Mechanics. An article about building Mr. Handy, the logistics of how such a robot would actually work in real life, <laughs> and how the guys and ladies who made Fallout 3D printed a Mr. Handy and assembled it to see how it would work. They found out there was like a problem with one of the shoulder joints that they had to change. It was really interesting. So I recommend everybody check out Popular Mechanics for some cool Fallout news. And some Popular Mechanics. Yes, some Popular Mechanicking. I wonder if they have like a calendar. Yeah, I'm sure they do have a Popular Mechanics calendar. Top 100 Popular Mechanics. Mm Mm-hmm. And all the unpopular mechanics are just like, oh, I hate those guys. <laughs> they think they're so cool. <laughs> all right, time to die, Death Claws. And that went well. Yeah, for whoever's saying about hardcore mode, it's just look, man. You're not hardcore if you're not hardcore. There's a Steam sale going on right now this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that was a smooth segue, huh? No purchase. I get no purchase. <laughs> Just and moving right along, <laughs> ignoring There's... this other thing we call a host. <laughs> Thank you, Shaleen. There's a Steam sale this weekend. Oh, is there? The fall sure you're going to tell us all about it. Is on major sale, and you can get every bit of Fallout content that exists right now for thirty bucks. The DLC, the classics, everything. So, yeah. Oh, like Shakespeare and... Oh, the ISOs, you mean. Exactly. Ugh. I'm sorry, I do not like those games. We know. Yeah. We have picked up on that by now. <laughs> I know. People are probably tired of hearing about it. It's okay. That's, uh... That's what we're here for. So, you've set this death claw on fire. And killed him. Nobody's touching my Eddie. Yeah. Nobody's touching my Eddie. I'm beginning to see the uh, the good aspects of playing as a sneaky sniper guy. Oh, yeah. Killed because I would have been, like, up in the death class state. <coughs> Excuse me. Gosh, I need to have a cough Punching button. him in the ribs. And that's exactly... <laughs> yeah. No, like, sneak snipe is probably the equivalent of playing as an archer assassin in <laughs> Skyrim. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a tad cheap, you know? Um, yeah. But it's just so hard not to play like that because, let's be honest, if this was real life, you wouldn't be running around. You'd probably be sneaking around everywhere. I wouldn't go anywhere if this was real life. Like, I would just stay at my house. I'd be like Agatha. Stay at my (laughs) house all the time. But you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be, like, traipsing around the... I would just stay in my house, grow some punga fruit. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be doing much. Yeah. So, this just makes sense to a lot of people, I think. And that's why we all play that way. Plus, who doesn't want to be a sniper, you know? I can definitely see the allure watching you play this way. It's it's very different from what I, I do. It's a little slower, but uh, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Is that the... I think that's the alpha. Ooh. Very interesting. Well, we'll find out. While Rick engages with this Deathclaw that may or may not be the alpha... Uh, the game has gone gold. Fallout 4 is done. They're printing it. Today, Fallout Day, was an appropriate day to announce that, I thought. Woohoo! Yeah, that's freaking awesome. I, am... I know a lot of people were beginning to get worried. 
Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I had heard that in many places on the internet. Worried about what? That the, game had, that the game had not yet gone gold. Was there going to be a delay? Were they having problems? Was it going to release broken? Oh. Uh, and in this world of broken games coming out, that's, that's a valid concern. Oh, yeah. The whole, like, eh, we'll fix it in a patch later. Mm-hmm. Is getting a little old, and I'm yeah, very glad I agree that, with that. Yeah, I'm very glad that, for the most part, it seems like Bethesda is trying to avoid. Oh, there's the alpha male. Wow, you just took most of his health right there. Two shots. I'm impressed. Snipe, snipe. Um, yeah, no, this anti-material rifle is awesome sauce. I mean, oh, geez, did I just say that? Look, I'm going to I'm going to apologize to everyone listening that i just said awesome sauce that's that's almost as bad as saying legit i don't know i think it's a totes legit way to talk oh shut up i hate totes it's the stupidest thing i know so dumb (laughs) why is it the stupidest phrases get like i don't know but i never said totes before (laughs) that was my fault and i got it from the indoor kids (laughs) if anybody listens to that podcast they're actually going on hiatus so you should just listen to the backlog of uh, Fallout Off the Record shows instead of the indoor kids. Absolutely. Oh, I feel bad. Look, look, she's talking to them. Oh, she's teaching them. Oh. That's so adorable. Oh, Little baby death claws. Leave them. Don't shoot the baby death claws. It's, they're, yeah. But they're babies, Rick. What if I just kill the mom? Did I just say... If you kill the mom, if the I babies do that, will... Like, try to defend her body. It's really sad. They do. And I would also just... <laughs> you monster. Yeah, I'm walking away. I'm going to prove deal. Captain Dumak wrong. They're, uh, they're saying in the chat room, uh, she's teaching them to rip Rick's flesh off. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just do the whole shoot, you know, you know, don't fire unless being fired yeah. upon. This is like that scene in, uh, in Kill Bill. Where she tells the little girl, like, when you grow up, if you want to come for me. Oh, that was so <laughs> epic. Ah, so, movie was good. wow, we've gone really off track here. Well, can I say one more thing about Kill Bill? Go ahead. That Go ahead. I don't know if many people know this, that it was supposed to be, Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 was actually supposed to be one entire movie. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? I did. Okay, so for those of you listening, I love this. It was supposed to be one entire movie, and the scene, and spoiler alert, which, by the way, should not be a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it up till now, the scene where where Bill reveals that um, Beatrix's daughter is still alive was never supposed to be in that final cut. So you watch the whole four-hour movie and never find out that her daughter's alive until she finds out. And yeah. I, like, that... Uh, that would have been better. Yeah, well, that's supposed to be... I don't know if it's out now, but there's supposed to be like a director's cut or something coming out where that is the um, actual cut of the movie with that scene out. And even though you do know what's happening, apparently it's still really, really good to watch it with, you know... Yeah, it, that would have been much more impactful. Oh, yeah, totally. Because, like, you know, I feel like a lot of that weight's lost. And I think he just did it because, I mean, I know it's Tarantino, but even he probably can't make a four-hour-long movie. <laughs> Well, that was it for Kill Bill <laughs> off the record. <laughs> Tarantino hour. <laughs> Indeed. It's uh, It's been like 40 minutes, and we're not even done with the news, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> a 
Look, it's, you know, we try to keep this thing to like an hour long, but we've just realized it's just so damn fun doing the show. <laughs> just tends to go a little longer. So hang um, on. Are, are you a beer drinker? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm a little pissed about this news coming up. You can get some Fallout beer if you live in the UK. Yep. Bethesda has teamed up with Carlsberg for Vault Tech promotional beer. It costs twenty nine ninety nine pounds. Twenty nine pounds and ninety nine cents. Pence? Are they are they called cents? I think it's pence. Pence. I don't know. I'm, I'm so ignorant. I, I'm I'm being an ignorant American over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> it costs nearly thirty pounds, and uh, <laughs> on Amazon.uk. It delivers by November the 5th, and it is described as a Pilsner lager with a refreshingly zesty hoppy taste and a floral aroma. Not being a beer drinker myself, Rick, I don't, I don't know what that's talking about. It means it's not going to be that good, actually. Um, uh, they're not known for being the... They're like kind of the Coors Light of the UK. Like, they're... It's... Yeah. So, it's going to be good for the like the novelty's sake, but past that, I mean, it's n- not going to be any... You know, it's not going to be like Hennepin or anything. I don't know. Um, yeah, we won't do a beer off the record, but I really wish I could get it because I just want two bottles. One to have closed, like one to keep closed and then one to drink. Yeah, it would be fun just for the the novelty of it. Did you see the labels? I didn't see the labels. All right. The so, bottle looked green, though. Yeah, the bottle was green. The label had, like, a nuclear explosion in the background. Fallout's logo on the front. It actually looked really cool. Yeah. Uh, again, can't get it over here, but I'm sure you could find it on eBay for, uh, like, $100 a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Fallout Freak in the chat says, Why haven't they teamed up with Coca-Cola to make some Nuka-Cola? And I think he's totally right. That's something that the world is- needs. Oh, shoot. You're, you are right. And... I've got to say, I really could use some Nuka-Cola. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Reload. Reload. This Deathclaw is up in Rick's face. Well, I'm glad he's up in my face, because I hate how everyone goes for Eddie, so. Yeah. There we go. But Eddie is saved. The Deathclaw oh. has been dispatched. Oh, boy. And Caution. All um, is well. Yeah, all is well in uh, the Wasteland, which nothing is well in, so. <laughs> Well, that does it for the news. The beer was the the last of the news. <laughs> Good ending. Shall we go on to our weekend game? Tell us about your weekend uh, game. Uh, Rick. Um, well, I spent my weekend game exploring Fallout New Vegas, and I started out in Vault Twenty Two, and I got stuck in there, and I had to hack the door to get out, and I went north, and I started attacking some death claws, but then Eddie died, and uh, I had to reload the game because it crashed anyway, and then I. You know, I'm currently heading north again. Uh, that was my gameplay for the week that everyone just watched. <laughs> because I didn't play at all. <laughs> I, ha- I was so, busy. What were you playing instead? I was actually painting my living room and playing Guild Wars 2. What were you doing this week? Well, I played a little bit of classic Fallout. And uh, it had been a couple of weeks since I played. The last time that I played the original Fallout, I had tried to take on the Rad Scorpion Caves of Shady Sands. Mm, that's right. I remember. And I was poisoned, and I didn't have enough health left to travel anywhere to get healing because of the poison. <laughs> and I just, I didn't know what to do. 
So I went and talked to Razlo, the doctor. I love that name, Razlo. Razlo. I, I wish I had a dog and I would name it Razlo. What a dog. I, I might have to get a dog just so I can name it Razlo. <laughs> Razlo said he didn't have any material to make antivenom that I needed, so I was just out of luck. So I, I went back down into the rad scorpion caves. I used all my all my stim pack that I had left and killed another rad scorpion with my fists. I don't know why it's always the fists. I made an intelligent, charming character this time, but I do more damage with my fists than the gun, so fists <laughs> it is. Well, I don't know. It seems smart. You do whatever does the most damage to those characters, so... I just feel like such a derp when I'm, I, you know, I, I have this plasma pistol or in my inventory in Fallout 1. It's worth like 4,500 bottle caps. I can't wow. sell it because there's no one that has 4,500 bottle caps. <laughs> and I can't use it because I have a 4% chance to hit. Oof. Really? So I, I can't even use it. But I, I went in the caves, and I beat a rat scorpion to death, and pulled off its tail. What? And I took it back to Shady Sands and gave it to Razlo. And he used it to make some anti-venom. And I realized at that point that I hadn't leveled up my character the last time I leveled up, so I did that. I sunk some more points in a sneak and picked a poison resistance perk. I'm at level six now. Oh. <laughs> nice. And um, has that... Enabled you to survive a little bit longer? Not really. Not no? really. <laughs> I was still in Razlow's office or house, I guess. It's his house. house. He has a home practice, I guess. And I took a long, hard look at Seth's brother Jarvis as he lay on the bed, dying of rad scorpion poisoning, desperately in need of the antivenom that I held in my hands. Oh. And then I drank it. Oh. Whoa. That's not at all what I thought I was going to hear. <laughs> I was unpoisoned, and I set out to explore the wastes. I thought it was going to be like a typical, like, you sacrificed yourself for the greater good, blah, blah, blah. No, I wanted to play some Fallout. He's <laughs> <laughs> probably looking at you in just <laughs> utter desperation. I just slammed it right there in front of him, just <laughs> bottoms up. In spite. Man. And I, I set out. I left And I felt pretty good about not having that water chip countdown clock hanging over my head. Yeah. But a lovely gentleman in our YouTube comments told me that there is an invisible timer for beating the mutants. So I'm, I'm still <laughs> under time pressure. I hate, I hate timers in games. It's kind of like this Damoclean dagger above so your head. Much. That is a and bummer. Anyways, I decided I wanted to explore and to heck with it. I just wanted to explore this world. And I went to the hub. I got a job with a, a trade caravan as a, a caravan guard. But it was going to be like two weeks before they left. So I, I just went hanging around, you know. I went to this Maltese Falcon casino and I met this shady character out front. He wanted me to pay him a thousand caps for an introduction to a shady merchant. Hmm. I don't have a thousand caps, Rick. That's I, I had caps. like 150 caps, I think, which is enough for like two stim packs. So I flexed my muscles at him. You, you, you flexed. That was, yeah, that was hmm. a choice to flex your muscles <clears throat> at him. 
So I did that. And his name was Lemmy, right? And, and I flexed my muscles, and I'm like, maybe you just want to tell me and not charge while I flex my muscles. Motorhead. And he said that he refused to be intimidated, and he would not talk to me anymore. Oh, good job. <laughs> That's how that went. Not I'm very well. a disaster in this game. Such a disaster. I met a guy named Vance. And I wonder if he's Vance of Vicky and Vance? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I I actually don't really visit uh, Vicky and Vance. Oh, that's the casino. Gosh, I kept thinking Van hey. Graffs. Yeah, Vicky and Vance of the casino. They were the, the Bonnie and Clyde type couple. I thought that that was pre-war. Were they pre-war? I thought it oh, was. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess it wasn't Vance of Vicky and Vance. So thanks for crushing my dreams, Rick. You're welcome. I'm here. And I think this guy was who Lemmy wanted to introduce me to. And oh. Vance asked me, like, hey, do you want to buy? And I said, well, I don't know. What are you selling? He said, if you don't know, then you don't belong here. You should leave. And I said, and this is the actual dialogue option that I chose. I wrote it down for posterity. <laughs> like, hell, I go where I want. <laughs> Which probably didn't bode so well with good old Vance over there. And then I punched him in the jaw. Oh, no. And it knocked him down, and I was so proud. But then his two super sledge-wielding minions beat me to death with sledgehammers. Yeah, that'll do it. The first one knocked me down, and they just took turns just hitting me with sledgehammers until I died. (laughs) Did you not even have a chance to get back up? No, it was awful. I got up once and like took a punch and it was like, you missed. (laughs) Well, of course, after you've been bludgeoned in the face, of course you'd you'd have a shiving and a miss. So that that was total disaster. And I I reloaded my save. I, I got an awesome Ron Perlman death speech about like, you know, and now your journey ends. <laughs> and I reloaded my save. Go That's ahead. Funny. I was gonna say you only want to hear Ron Perlman in the opening. You never want to hear him mid game. I love Ron Perlman. I I will hear Ron Perlman anytime. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder you know, I was just thinking about like uh they don't have those death scenes in uh three or New Vegas. And, uh, no, they don't really. It just no. goes don't, 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 the little music. Yeah, and then it kicks right back in to um, the game. It loads up the save. And I'm wondering if there's. It'd be kind of cool if they'd had something like that in Fallout 4. I would adore that. It'd be pretty cool. Well, I reloaded my save and decided to go to Junk Town instead. And I started hanging around Junk Town. I went to look around. And the first building there is like a guardhouse. And I was going through that and. I found a refrigerator and I thought, yes, you know, I could, I could use some food, you know, and I went to open the fridge and it was locked. The guards keep the fridge locked. Nice. Which makes sense. Cause yeah. cause, <laughs> cause I was trying to eat their lunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. Well, I was hungry, Rick. I had just been beaten to death with sledgehammers. <laughs> I was hungry. Yeah. One tends to be a little hungry after being bludgeoned. Yeah, and then that's where I ended it. It was such a disaster. I just decided to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's yeah, funny. that was my my gameplay for the week. That sounds like it was very like hard and probably closer to real life than what Fallout Three or New Vegas is like. Like just <laughs> constantly. It was very difficult and very silly and very fun. So, <laughs> well, awesome. We had a gameplay challenge last week. We, did. we asked our listeners to send us pretty screenshots, just beautiful wasteland screenshots. In our submi- it- sorry, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Rick. I was going to say, and our submissions were awesome. They really were. We had several submissions, and thank you for all of those. And I will tweet those out after the show. I liked one of them so well that I made it my iPad lock screen. Pretty so awesome. Thanks for that. It's very cool. And they were all very cool. So thank you for sending us those. It uh, it made our day every time we opened one of those emails. Yeah, they did. I really liked the one that you that you put as your uh, background. Would you yeah. put it as your background of? My iPad? Oh. It replaced my picture of the Ori and the Blind Forest tree that had been my lock screen for a long time. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Cool. Do you want to tell us about our gameplay challenge for next week? We do have a new challenge for you. And uh, earlier today, I tweeted out that I wanted to try to play through the storyline of Fallout 3. Fallout 3 and uh, Fallout New Vegas before Fallout 4 comes out. Um, And then, as I was telling my wife this, she's like, you know it comes out in two weeks, right? And then I realized Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have enough time to do that. So... I decided that on Monday night, before the game officially, I guess, comes out. When does it, it comes out, what, Monday? Does it come out Tuesday at 12 a.m.? Right. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that then. I don't know. Maybe I should. So, Monday, when I get home from work, which is about 5 p.m. Eastern, um, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and boot up Fallout 3. And I'm going to play Fallout 3 until I beat it or my Pit-Boy package arrives. Um, on Tuesday. So that got me thinking. The gameplay challenge for this week is play any Fallout game. So that's the, uh, you know, classic classics um, or New Vegas or 3 and beat it as fast as you can. So think of it as a quasi speed run. But the clincher is no cheats, no mods um, unless it's like visuals but like no like clipping and all that god mode stuff. Just, like, straight run through the game as fast as you can. Um, and, yeah. And then just tell us your time. You don't have to, if you really, you know, you go as crazy as you want if you want to do a video or anything. But, yeah, just tell us your time and if you got it or not or if you died about halfway through. <laughs> but just let us know how fast you get it. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, I will not be participating in this challenge. Pshaw. <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoy it and I will enjoy watching your live streams. Yeah. Now, before we get into the show, I have a question. And I know mm-hmm. I've looked this up before, but you have an extensive knowledge. The Lucky 38 Executive Override, what exactly is that? Mm, I don't remember. Mm, okay. Well, then never mind. Where are you? I'm at H&H Tools. And I know there's two the server Override. Locations. Yeah. So, is that to do with the, uh, with the, like the robots? I don't know. No. Let me uh well, no, let me look it up. No, we'll cover it in a later episode. We'll we'll talk about the ways you can beat New Vegas. So It's been a really long time since I've played that far into New Vegas. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. But let's go on and get into the meat 
of our show since we're already at an hour. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't believe how long this show is running. <laughs> oh, um, they're saying that's probably the passcode to get to House's body. Ah, you're right. It so might be. I don't remember. That sounds like a solid theory. <laughs> yes, it does. Probably because they're right. <laughs> and we, the hosts of the show, are probably wrong. We usually are. <laughs> So let's talk about some lore. We've got companions for you this week. We the companions do. of Fallout New Vegas. I almost <laughs> said three. <laughs> the companions of Fallout New Vegas. We've got four of them. And we're going to start with Veronica Santangelo. Yeah. Um, let's go get her right now, actually. No, 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 no. We were going to do this before. We'll start with Veronica. Because i got to do this. Remember? We, I was up at... I do uh, remember. Yeah. yeah. Go Why there and do that. Why don't we start with Raul, then? Okay. Oops, spoilers, spoilers. Let me scroll down. Scroll down. And by the way, Rick, they're saying in the chat room that they love the long shows. So thank you guys. Oh, well then, screw our long stuff. So we're going to Black Mountain here to pick up Raul Alfonso Tejada. <laughs> he was born. <laughs> Sorry. We've had many a conversation about this, guys. Don't worry. I'm not laughing at her because she has an accent. He was, it's a, not even a, a correct accent, if that makes you feel any better. He was <laughs> born in 2047, and he is 234 years old. He was raised on Hidalgo Ranch near Mexico City, and he was a gunslinger and mechanic who was occasionally in trouble with the law. And his ranch was far enough away from the bombs that his family survived. He could see Mr. House's defense system at work, and that's really far to be able to see that happening. Yeah, and surviving? Indeed. Well, his ranch was overwhelmed by refugees, and his family took in as many as they could, but at the end, they had to drive off a lot of people. And two dozen men returned. They burned down the ranch house, barring the doors. Raul was able to get himself and his sister Rafaela out, and the rest of his family burned in there. It Ooh. was very tragic. And he and Rafaela survived by scavenging in Mexico City. He became ghoulified in the radiation. The process began there. Mm. He founded Veronica, or I'm sorry, I have Veronica on the brain, and I just mispronounced <laughs> that. He found a vaquero outfit in a costume shop, and it made Rafaela laugh. And uh, so he kept wearing it. <coughs> okay. Guns- Go ahead. For those of us who... Don't do other languages. Uh, you mentioned a vaquero wa- outfit? He found a vaquero outfit. A vaquero. What is and that it even? made Raphaela laugh. What is... <laughs> what is that mean? What, what... Yeah, what is that mean? Oh, my gosh. It's like a cowboy outfit. See? It's like a, a Mexican flavor cowboy outfit with the... You know the sombrero with the... the like the turned up in the front and ah. very wide brim. Yes. It's, uh, I think Raul's version is black with silver braiding on it. Okay. It's, uh, I feel like many people will understand. No, I get it. I just didn't understand what that yeah. word meant. <laughs> he found a vaquero outfit. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> And his gunslinging skills made him a legend. He became too ill, though, with the radiation poisoning to continue scavenging, and Rafaela had to go out. 
She didn't return one day, and Roel went out to find her. He found her murdered, and she was recognizable only by a tiny scar on her knee. So, that's... What a rough life that guy has. Just horrible. He killed the men responsible and left everything behind, including his face, because by then the ghoulification had really, Mm. really taken hold. And this is something that I, I feel like Raul is one of the most interesting characters in the Fallout universe because he's lived like a dozen lives. You know, he's... You know, I don't. I never really used him before. He's very interesting. You'll enjoy Raul. I, I like him. He found a Petrochico gas station and abandoned his vaquero outfit and the gunslinging. He started calling himself Miguel, the name on the name tag of, the, of a jumpsuit that he found. Hmm. And he made his way to Tucson, which was called Tucson at this point, and he worked there as a handyman. He met a prostitute named Claudia, who reminded him of Rafaela, and he looked after her. Um, It was like a a surrogate sister to him. Hmm. And a raider came along named Dirty Dave with his six brothers. They kidnapped and killed Claudia, and Raul found them all after three days. Uh, chasing them, and he just charged in and just slaughtered all of them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he couldn't he couldn't let that go <clears throat> punished, and I I can't blame him. That's no, 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 that's awful. It's like losing his sister all over again. He wandered west, and he was done with gunslinging. He listened to Black Mountain Radio, and it gave him some comfort. And the signal went down. He went searching for the station to see what happened. He fixed it, and Tabitha imprisoned him. He was held here at Black Mountain for years, repairing toasters and things for the mutants. And uh, he tried unsuccessfully to repair Rhonda, Tabitha's robot. Have you ever repaired Rhonda? Uh, no, uh, I have not. And I was actually going to get Raul Ra- 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 now. Yeah, so. there's the role. There he is, all ghoulified. Took you long enough. So, so going out. So he's, uh, yeah. He's got, yeah. There's the Petro Chico, uh, jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the name tag says Miguel. Let's see here. What do you mean? Took me long enough. Sorry. I assume the only reason you'd fight past a horde of super mutants and pick the lock on my cell. Is if you heard my cry for help on the radio. He's very sarcastic. Maybe you're just sightseeing. Mm-hmm. So since the door's open and all, can I go now? <laughs> uh, it's okay by me. Enjoy your freedom. Alrighty then. I'll just head out alone by myself into the dangerous waste. <laughs> so I can say, you'll do fine. Farewell, me amigo. Or actually, do you want to tag along with me? Which is what I'm going to ask him. Sorry, boss, but as much as I like to risk getting killed by your side, you see. Uh, sorry. Okay, so. You have to fire Eddie. Yeah, I'm going to do that now. Uh, no, wait, why would you have to fire Eddie? I don't know. Oh, hardcore, maybe? I don't understand what's happening here. Hey. Why take you. I didn't realize he's got tubes on the side of him. That's pretty cool. Huh. He's a little tube. He's tube powered. What a cool guy. All Tubular. Right. Oh, totally too We need to have like one good pun per episode, and that was wah, it. Wah, wah. <laughs> uh, 
can Penny Protocol terminate? Well, you heard Raul talking, <clears throat> and that was the vocal stylings of the awesome Danny Trejo. Mm-hmm. I love him. He's so good. From Machete Sorry, Kills. But as much yeah. As... Uh, Sorry, wait. boss. But as much as I like to risk it. Oh. Do you have Boone or something? Do you need to go <clears throat> to the companion terminal? No, this is... Wait, there's a companion terminal? Yeah, there's a terminal by Gunrunners and one in the Lucky 38 where you dismiss all your companions in case you have, like, a glitched companion. I do have a glitched companion. And that's... Thank you for telling me that. Yeah. Uh, Veronica... Okay, then that's what I'll do. Veronica is actually stuck in the floor at the uh, Ultralux. (laughs) Wow. That's fantastic. It's a wonderful thing. Am I well, alone? we'll talk about Veronica later. Come on. Ahead and finish this little story while you fight your way through these mutants. Is that one? Oh, it's Tabitha. It's Tabitha. Okay. I what is like, she doing out already? Week? Yeah, she's usually inside. Sorry, Tab. I know. I'm sorry. I was just... <laughs> the podcast. I was just watching... You just Tabitha. watching me play. <laughs> oh, dear. That's some... Radio. <clears throat> well, the wonderful thing, there's an edit button. <laughs> I can just so let's cut that all out. <laughs> let's go back to talking about Raul. Yes. And after he, um, okay, he was imprisoned here, and there are several quests that involve Raul. You can recruit him during this quest, crazy, crazy, crazy. Or you can just go to Black Mountain and bust him out. You don't have to finish the whole quest. And his personal quest is the old school ghoul. You can talk to Loyal. I believe he's at, uh, what's that place called? The Boomers? What, what's their area called? Nellis? Uh, Nellis Air Force Base. Space. He's at Nellis. And you can talk to Corporal Sterling. He's one of the Rangers. And to Ranger Andy. And he starts to think about his age and the choices he's made. He can decide to stay as a mechanic or to go back to his gunslinging ways. And I always encourage him to be a gunslinger because of that awesome hat. I love it. (laughs) He looks so good in that vaquero suit. I love it. Your motivational speaking skills are like, look, you need to just go back to this because your hat is so awesome. Who cares about the people you kill? Yes, exactly. (laughs) They're probably all bad anyway. But really, he looks really good in that hat. If any of you have a hat like that, you should just wear it all the time. It looks awesome. <laughs> and hey, if you go to Walmart with it on, you might end up at a very interesting website. The role will only repair stuff at his shack. And you have to fire him first before he'll repair your stuff. And he doesn't even give you a discount. <laughs> I always found that really annoying. Yeah. His dialogue is really funny. He talks about <clears throat> Sunset Sarsaparilla. If you give him, like, a pack of bubble gum or something, he'll talk about, Oh, boss, how'd you know I had a sweet tooth? <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about his, his arthritis and his knees. He'll, he'll, he'll crouch in sneak mode, right? And he's like, I'll try, boss, but my knees are going to give us away. <laughs> oh, another storm? He's got a passive opinion on the Legion. He's one of the only characters that will not abandon you if you side with the Legion. Huh. Um, George in the comments says, all of my gameplay is based around outfits. 
Okay. And I can't really... I, I don't have much of an argument about that. Another one. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I had written down my favorite quote from Raul. I'm going to read it for you now. Please do. I'm an open book, boss. Granted, the book's in Spanish, and some of the pages have fallen out, but I'm an open book. <laughs> You know, I, I gotta say, there's this, there's a small part of me that uh, kind of wishes this was that he was voiced by Tommy Chong. Yeah. Because it'd be kind of like, I don't know. I've been watching the '70s show, and Tommy Chong just has this dopey voice that I just adore. Yeah. Literally and, dopey. And it'd be, <laughs> and it'd be kind of cool if you could like switch between the two. Like today, I want Tommy Chong. I, I love Danny Trejo, though. I do, too. I very much do. I, I'm... Yeah. I think, I think it's because he kind of has that slowness to his speaking mm-hmm. in this that reminds me of Tommy Chong as well. Yeah, I can see that. Sweet. Well, let's move on. We were talking about hats, right? <laughs> yes, we were. So oh. let's talk about Rex. Rex hates hats. What? He does. I didn't know he hated hats. Rex. The Mark III Cyberhound, LEO support model, serial number B955883, <laughs> known as Rex. Owned by the king, he suffers neural de- degeneration because his brain is too old. Aw, poor little Rex. He's a part German shepherd and was a Denver City police dog from the pre-war world. So he survived a lot, including fighting as a part of Caesar's Legion... And now the king owns him and loves him, and he has a good home with the king. The king tells you that Rex doesn't like hats or rats, possibly because the two things rhyme. And if you come and you're wearing a hat, Rex will bark at you. If your companions are wearing hats, he'll bark at them. (laughs) But when he's your companion, you can have a little chat with him about the hats and say like, hey, we're on the same side, Rex. And he will stop growling when you wear your hat. Aw. It's adorable. That is adorable. I, you know, I love the fact that this is what makes me really, I mean, even though it's Obsidian, but that kind of personality in the games just makes me so excited for Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. Me too. How many things I'm going to miss? <laughs> there are a couple of quests around Rex. Nothing but Hound Dog is finding him a replacement brain, and there's like five or six dogs that you can get their brains. Hmm. And it gives him different perks depending on which dog brain you get him. You can get some Caesar's Legion dog dog brains. Like, I think one of them is called Lupa. I don't know. And oh, then yeah. there's some dogs owned by one of the fiends. Violet, is she the one with the dogs? Yes, she's got, uh, I think, one or two that's named. She's one of the of the fiends that is on the three-card bounty quest that you get from Major Daughtry? Ma- Major da- yes, Daughtry? Major Daughtry. I'm so bad at names. You can get that quest from him, and you'll meet her, and you can kill her dog and take their brain. And also, one of... That old lady, old lady Palmer. Yes. No, old lady Palmer was. Oh no from, no no no, not Palmer. Um, she's from Fallout Three. She's she's got the place near Helios. She's got the yeah. old repair joint. 
And if um, you ask her, like, how come they call you old lady? Gibson. She's like, um, Gibson. She's like, um, I used to not just be called Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> um, she has some dogs, and one of hers is near death. Uh, that frame. Um, I want a side note. When you're up here at Black Mountain, and you're looking at all of these uh, shelves here, there's like a bunch of ammo hidden around here, and you have to take all these pots <laughs> off the shelves, because you never know... What's in them? That's what my house looks like. Just pots with bullets in them. <laughs> well, you do live near nuclear testing facility, so... Indeed. Um, also, the quest, you'll know it when it happens, when you're trying to prevent President Kimball's assassination. Rex can sniff out the assassin. You don't have to look for him. Oh. It's convenient. Yeah. Have you ever found Jimmy's well? No. <laughs> no. That seriously is a thing? That's a thing. When you have Rex, you um, at one point you'll just hear him barking like crazy and you can talk to him. And you're like, Rex, did Jimmy fall down the well again? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Which is, of course, a reference to Lassie. <laughs> yeah, yes. And Rex will take you to Jimmy's well. And that is where you'll find a tiny skeleton and oh. the Abilene Kid BB gun. No. Mm-hmm. Seriously? It's like yeah. cute and depressing all at the same time. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Have you? Have, so have you found it? I have. I made it a point to collect all of the named weapons. In New Vegas on my Xbox would. 360 because I like to collect things. Uh, of course you would. Um, yeah. Where is it at? Like, where is it near? I don't remember. Yeah, okay. It's been a long time. All right. And Rex is Latin for king. He probably got the name while he was part of Caesar's Legion, but it's it's pretty neat that he's owned by the king and his name is King. The Elvis impersonator. Right. <laughs> So that's all I had for Rex. Do you have any any discussion about Rex? No, I've actually, surprisingly, used Rex before, and I have done his uh, quest line to get him a new brain, and I went to... Where... Oh, jeez, what's it called? I don't know, the Super Mutant Town. Uh, Jacob's Town. Yes, I went up there to have that doctor do the surgery. I forget what dog I got. I really do. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's a little bit of trivia for you. If you take Raul to Jacobstown, he says, Hey, if they end up enslaving us and making us fix toasters, that's on you, boss. Because <laughs> that's how it went for him last time, that he went to a supermarket town. Right. Um, I found another songbook, and I don't know of anyone that plays any music in this one. Hmm, a songbook for this one. Yeah. I'm not sure what you do with those. You knew right off the bat for Fallout 3. I did. Maybe you take them like the Tommy Torini or something? I was just thinking that. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember songbooks in this game. Maybe give it to uh, the guy playing guitar. I'm sure somebody in the chat room will know, and they will tell us as soon as the stream catches up. <laughs> We're speaking from us, the future. Room. What? Please tell us, chat room. We need to know. <laughs> Shall we move on to our next companion? We shall. Let's talk about Veronica Santangelo. 
Veronica Renata Santangelo is a journeyman scribe of the Brotherhood of Steel, and she can be found at the 188 Trading Post, or stuck in the floor of the Ultralux. <laughs> or stuck in the floor, yeah. <laughs> One of yeah. the two, depending on how Fallout feels to play that day. She is voiced by Felicia Day, who is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I really like the voice work she did. And she also did a voice in Guild Wars 2. <laughs> Not like I've been playing that all week or anything. <laughs> also, Dragon Age, too. She did a, a DLC character. Oh, really? Yeah. She, there's a DLC called something or other. <laughs> and she played a character named Talus. Not very original. Yeah, it, it looked, it looked like her and had her voice and everything. It was an elf. Very cool. That is pretty cool. And... <laughs> Veronica is a procurement specialist who goes out for things the Brotherhood needs, like food. She was raised in the Brotherhood. Her parents were a paladin. Her, palad- uh, her father was a paladin. And her mother was a scribe. And uh, she feels loyalty to the Brotherhood of Steel. Mark of the Assassins. Thanks, Joseph. Mark of the Assassins was the name of the, the DLC that Felicia Day was in for ah. Dragon Age. She feels loyalty to the Brotherhood, but doesn't necessarily agree with their values and views, especially their isolationism. Yeah, she's not very happy about that at all. When she was young, she fell in love with a woman, but her mentor, Father Elijah, split them up. The Brotherhood frowns on same-sex relationships because they aren't open to outsiders, and procreation is considered to be a duty to grow the ranks of the Brotherhood. And when Veronica began to speak up about her views, she was What's sent it? out into the Mojave. Mm. Yeah, kind of sad. What's yeah. I, uh, I haven't... So, she has a quest that's unique to her, right? She does. Uh, there are several quests associated with her. I'll go ahead and go through those. You can feed her to the White Gloves in Beyond the Beef. Get... And there's the quest called I Could Make You Care. That's where you learn about her relationship with the Brotherhood and help her decide her future. She can be convinced to leave. Um, go ahead, Rick. Did I cut you off? No. Um, no, I'll, I'll talk about it after, after you're done talking about the quest. She can be convinced to leave and join the followers of the Apocalypse, and she does more damage if you choose this path. Or she can decide to stay, in which case her damage threshold increases. Go ahead. I was going to say, I haven't actually finished her quest. Um, I did the, I did it up until, let's see, you could go after the three pieces of technology. And I went and got the thermo lancer. No, 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 the blaster or something. I forget what it was mm-hmm. called. And, um, and I never, like, you know, at that point we leave and we get ambushed by those Brotherhood of Steel guys. And at that point, uh, yeah, that's as far as I got with her quest. <laughs> so I haven't technically finished uh, her quest yet and had the choice of whether to tell her to stay or not. Mm-hmm. I've done it both ways, and neither way feels very satisfying to me. I feel like either way she ends up hurting, you know? Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, she doesn't... Now, I've also... I've also, like, told her she had to pick for herself because she does talk about wanting to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've told her that she should decide for herself, and she didn't seem to like that. 
Yeah. Well, we were talking about the sheet music, and the chat room has consulted the Oracle, and they can't find any uses for sheet music. Oh. It just says where to find it. So, that's odd. Maybe I just need to sell it. There's an unmarked quest to give Veronica a dress. She always talks about wanting a dress. You open her inventory, she says, ooh, is it a dress? I hope it's a dress. And if you give her a dress, she especially likes the formal wear and the white glove dresses and the one from Dead Money that you get at the end of that. And she will teach you an unarmed move called the Scribe Counter. So, huh, what's that do? I don't remember. It's a counter, apparently. I don't remember what it does. I need to play more Fallout New Vegas is what this, this podcast is teaching me. Yeah. It's been too long. And uh, speaking of teaching the scribe counter, that's an unarmed move, and she is an unarmed specialist. And that's something that makes Veronica really a person I can get behind. She likes pretty dresses and wants to punch dudes in the face. Oh. I, I, I can identify with that. Okay. Um, I am super confused. What's happening here? You're in the thorn. No. I fell down the hole. And now everyone is shooting. No. You weren't supposed to go? I don't there? know. I was looking at the deathclaw fighting and I fell. Oh, yeah. You're in trouble. You disobeyed Red Lucy's rules. And they were... Yeah. I didn't pay... Red Lucy's pretty serious about her rules. Oh. So she just shot me a few times? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was fun. <clears throat> Time to go. Veronica is very chatty. She has a lot of personality. You need to have a positive opinion of the Brotherhood to be able to recruit her. And you can't become vilified by the Brotherhood, even if she has joined the followers of the Apocalypse. And obviously, it's a lot easier to get into Hidden Valley, where the Brotherhood are, if you take her with you. If you go without her, like they strip you and put a, an exploding collar on you. <laughs> That's and right. It's horrible. So just take Veronica with you to go to Hidden Valley. And do you have anything else to add about Veronica? No. She's yeah. actually one that I've been running around with, obviously. She was stuck in the uh, Ultralux. And, um, yeah, I, I want to figure out... One of the things I do want to do eventually is... Finish all of the quests for the for the companions. For sure, they're very good. I've only done boons. I haven't even done eddies. So my priority with Veronica is always to get her out of that horrible hood, <laughs> and she she won't just take it off. Like you have to get her a, a hat that she likes more. Oh yeah. So yeah, you have to keep putting hats into her inventory till she puts one on. <laughs> So I think in my current game on the, well, the last time I was playing in my current game, I haven't found her yet, but the mm. last game I played before my current game, I had her in the, like the Desperado hat and it looked pretty good. Ah, the Desperado hat. I really hate that hood. It's really ugly. <laughs> I really hate it. You think maybe, you think just maybe there might be a reason why she's wearing it? Um, Other than to just make you upset? I don't know. I don't care. It's an ugly hat. Take it off. <laughs> Wear a pretty hat. Wow. That's right. You're Look. you're a fashionista with this stuff, aren't you? What are your thoughts on the hat? What, what do you think? I don't care. Is it's it a like hat. Is it like a lucky hat? Like, I... It's just a hat. 
Oh boy. Oh. Anyways. We are at the Monte Carlo Hotel and we are just. We are just sweeping the hallway with a shotgun. It's all bloody and gory and, and fun. Having a really gory gunfight while arguing about a hat. <laughs> That's Fallout off the record, ladies and gentlemen. Pure Fallout. <laughs> Sweet. 12 gauge rounds. I needed more of those. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm going to make that uh, uh, a priority is to just make sure that I'm doing some of the, you know, quests for for these companions. Uh, like I said, I've always done Boone just because I genuinely like Boone. Um, I haven't really touched, you know, Veronica's quest or any of those guys. So I'll make it a point to do that. I don't know if I'll get it done before the Fallout 4 comes out. but Shall we talk about our final companion for the day? Yeah. Oh, we talked about Arcade all four of them already. Ganon. No, we haven't talked about Ganon. Oh, that's right. I always forget about him. Me too. <laughs> Arcade Ganon is a 35-year-old follower of the Apocalypse, and he can be recruited at the Old Mormon Fort. He's very hard to recruit. Hmm. I've always had a struggle recruiting him. His parents were Enclave, and his father died when he was a baby. He still doesn't know the specifics about that. He was raised by the remnants of the Enclave from Navarro. But the NCR and the Brotherhood both began to track down surviving Enclave, and they had to run and go into hiding and, and start new lives. Ganon joined the followers of the Apocalypse and practiced medicine. He learned that in the from an NCR person, I believe. Mm. He likes to read, and he speaks Latin, which he learned from books and gladiator movies. He's intelligent and witty. He's actually the smartest of the companions. I believe his intelligence is 10. Wow. And his charisma, I think, is 6, which also makes him the most charming of the companions. Ooh. If you have the confirmed bachelor perk, you can learn from him that he is gay. He wants to make a difference in society, but he's a little more pragmatic than the rest of the followers of the apocalypse. Uh, he's not opposed to violence. He knows sometimes violence is the answer. Hmm. And in, in Fallout, that's definitely true. Yeah. That's very He true. hates Caesar's Legion. As one would as a follower. Here's something I'd like to say. This is not related to Ganon. But I think it was a real mistake not to have a companion that leaves you if you don't side with the, le the Legion. Hmm. Um, what, do you, what do you mean? A Legion-sympathetic companion one that hates ncr and leaves you if you have a good relationship with the ncr uh, you know how like if you if you join the legion Cass will break up with you boone will break up with you ganon breaks up with you that's true why are there no companions that if you join the ncr they break up with you that's i feel true. like they don't give you a lot of reasons to take the legion quest line and 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 you know it's interesting. The Legion quest line doesn't actually start until you get to Benny, I believe. Pretty much, yeah. Like yeah. you can't really do anything until you get, you know, to Benny. And um, I found that kind of frustrating because I did start a Legion character, but it was kind of annoying to just walk around and do nothing Legionary wise until you get to him. And it, you know, just I don't know. It was annoying. I did a Legion playthrough because achievements. And I enjoyed the most... They're going to make fun of me. I enjoyed this the most because you can get that outfit with the, the headdress, like the feathery headdress. 
And the the little skirt, I guess it's a kilt, like the little, the little. Oh, like the little Roman. Yes, I loved it. I thought it looked so cool. Okay. And uh, yeah, their outfits yeah. do look good. They really do. The, they have style. The Romans were stylish and deadly. There's no. They you, have you, style. You can't get around that. But I, I, that's something that I missed was having a, a human companion that understood what I was doing and was by my side. You know what I mean? Because I, I just had. I think I took the dog with me for that playthrough. <laughs> Rex? Rex. I'm sure you'll be fair and equitable, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving Raul uh, weapons and stuff, so he's obviously thrilled that, that he's was- got to carry my weight around. <laughs> Another thing he'll say is like, Sure, give your stuff to the decrepit old man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think, though, deep down that he's not very... He doesn't really mean it. He's just... That's just him being silly. Oh, yeah. That's how I feel. So, back to Ganon. He doesn't really have any personal relationships outside the Enclave remnants who are his family. And Daisy Whitman has been like a surrogate mother to him since the death of his own mother. I said earlier he's very hard to recruit. To recruit him, you can have a high reputation with the followers, which you don't really get until later in the game. Or you can do the quest with Julie Farkas and the medical supplies. I really enjoy saying the name Farkas. (laughs) You can do the Julie Farkas quest. You can have a speech of 75 to pass a speech check and recruit him. You can have the confirmed bachelor perk. Or you can have a low intelligence character. <laughs> what? That works. For real, it works. I've, I've done this before. Hmm. If you have a low intelligence character and you go up to Ganon and you're like, hi, and he's like, oh, you really do need help, don't oh. you? <laughs> so it's a pity move. I'd better go with you. <laughs> and I think that's pretty funny. Wow. He goes with you out of pity. The quests that go along with Ganon... For Old Lang Syne, you can reunite him with the remnants, the Enclave remnants, and they will help the battle at Hoover Dam. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've never done that? No, I didn't know there was Enclave at all in this. Yes. You know Daisy, the, the ex-pilot that's in the Novak Hotel? Nope. No? You know where your oh, room is? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. She's Enclave. Yes. And... Yes. There are four or five other people that are the Enclave remnants, and you can just track them all down and go to them with Ganon and and meet them, and it's it's really interesting. And then they uh, they go and get this armor and these weapons from a cache all together. It's really a neat quest. You need to do that. Prioritize yeah. Ganon's quest, and then they will help you battle the Legion. They'll all show up. With their Tesla armor and power weapons, and it's very cool. Very, very cool. That's cool. I'm going to have to try that. That sounds really fun. And you can feed him to the white gloves, (laughs) and Mortimer will talk about the size of his chin. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The Bitter Springs Infirmary Blues... He can train Markland to be a doctor, so you don't have to go and find those books. I didn't Uh, write it down. One of those books is called Tiny Tiny Babies, which cracks me up every time. That is kind of funny. That is funny. Um, Yeah, I didn't know. 
You know, that just goes to show, everyone, that um, no matter how long you've played this game, there is still so much more that you have never, ever done. And now here's something that I have done that I had forgotten about until I read it last night. I did this on my Legion playthrough. You can sell Ganon into slavery. What? The quest at Tumor Brute, you know, with Caesar's brain tumor. You can sell Ganon into slavery to be Caesar's personal doctor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he, he doesn't like that. I, I don't think... that. I think that goes without saying. Yeah, why would he enjoy that? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he, he's enslaved to Caesar to keep him, keep him alive. And uh, mm. at the ending, when you do that, he commits suicide. Oh, no. I felt pretty badly about that afterward. But I remember being really mad at him at the time because he's kind of a jerk to you sometimes. And he was so hard to recruit and... He's always, like, mouthing off, and I was playing my Legion playthrough, and I was like, you know what? The world needs Caesar more than it needs you. <laughs> I could just imagine, like, bugging the crap out of you. You're like, fine, Caesar, you take him. <laughs> and do you have any, any other, anything else to talk about with Ganon? No, I'm just super impressed that there's so much about this game I don't know, and it's so much great. I've never experienced, and how kind of sad that is that once Fallout 4 comes out, there's really not going to be a reason for me to go back and ever play this game for the most part. Not for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have a lot of time to devote to playing this. Yeah. And um, at least, you know, to to do all that cool stuff. Ooh, that was a heck of a shot from really far away. We should have started this podcast sooner. <laughs> hey, we'll just blame that on QGN for not yeah. posting the uh, invite sooner. So... We're still perfect. Um, but yeah, that's just... It, it just It's super impressive on how much there is in this game. And it, again, it just makes me so excited for, for Fallout 4. And the stuff that I'll miss, the stuff that I'll find, you know, how everyone's going to have a different experience, and hopefully we'll be able to sit around the water cooler talking about what glitches we found. Something I, that's funny to me about looking forward to Fallout 4 is that I, you know, we've all played hundreds of hours of Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 3. Yeah. And it's going to be really weird to play new content That's that true. we've never seen before. We don't know what to do. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where to go. I'm, I find that exciting and also, like, a little intimidating because I've grown so comfortable with these games. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, you get a routine when you start these games. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to get this thing here, and then Fallout 4, hmm. none of that's going to exist. Well, let's talk about our weapon of the week. Yeah. We were talking about Arcade Ganon, and he uses a Plasma Defender. The Plasma Defender, the Glock 86 Plasma Pistol, is an energy weapon in New Vegas. It is an Austrian-made pistol created pre-war by the Gaston Glock Artificial Intelligence. <laughs> no one makes a gun like Gaston. We actually had a musical interlude before the podcast. <laughs> We're not going to recreate it now, no. though. No. <laughs> it uses small energy cells, shoots a superheated blob of plasma, 
It does more damage than both the laser pistol and the plasma pistol, but the plasma pistol is a little more durable. The plasma defender is more accurate, and it uses fewer action points. Hmm. It's meant to resemble the Glock 86 plasma pistol from Fallout 1 and 2. You can't just buy one of these things. They're hard to find. You can find them one in the Lucky 38. There's one on a table in the Silver Rush. And I think the Van Graffs will sell you one. Just one. And there's a dead Bright Brotherhood guy in front of Repcon. He has a one in three chance of having one. Oh, good. And there's a couple DLC locations, but I didn't write those down. I like the Plasma Defender. I think it's a stylish weapon. I, uh... I have found it a few times. And had a few of them. But they definitely are a Mr. Steel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah, the Plasma Defenders are definitely more rare. I just never... You know, again, I never did a uh, energy weapons setup on this, so I never really had a reason to uh, use it. So I always just sold them. Yeah, my first main character was primarily an energy weapons girl. Oh. So I used it a lot. <laughs> yeah, you would. So. Shall we read some emails? Yeah, one thing, too. Um, explain to our listeners, because I was surprised by this, that Glock actually showed up in this game. Right. Um, Gaston Glock somehow became an AI, and he continued to create and invent weaponry. Yeah, and this is based off of, I'm assuming, the, the real-world Glock handguns. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's, I just I, that's really all I know about it. Yeah, it, well, the, the thing is, too, that they don't, you know, most of the game, or most of the guns in this game, they don't really have a manufacturer to them unless you look hard for it. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I just found it interesting. I'm like, really? That's... Mm. I was also surprised that it was a Glock. Yep. So, yeah, let's... Uh, we have, I think we have a few emails. We should get into those. Right. Our first email comes from Colette. This was a an email from, like, August. So, I'm sorry it took us this long to get around <laughs> to it. She says, I suppose it's mandatory to start this by saying how excited I am for this podcast. The first episode was amazing, and I can't wait to integrate this experience into the labor of love that is waiting for Fallout 4 to be released. I'm especially excited to be able to put my wealth of post-apocalypse knowledge to good use and want to recommend to you one of my favorite books of all time. (laughs) It's a little thing called Earth Abides by George R. Stewart, published back in 1949 and taking place in a 1940s world. It already has a great floor for anyone who likes that vintage, albeit more 1950s feel, that Fallout brings. However, where most things in the post-apocalypse genre encompass the strain and anxiety that comes with surviving shortly after the end of the world, or even the drab dystopian feel years after, Earth Abides is a breath of fresh air. It's written from the perspective of an anthropologist who narrowly survives the mass epidemic that kills off most everyone on Earth. Rather than caving to insanity or violence, he looks at this as a chance to chronicle what happens to the world post-humanity. While the beginning is a bit slow and his world starts out small, it grows with the book and brings with it very interesting points of view in terms of culture after an apocalypse. It's a great book for anyone who likes the in-depth, immersive feel of Fallout and wants to explore a side of the end of the world that doesn't involve war or zombies. (laughs) The key point being zombies, because my gosh, is that a trope that's overused nowadays. Quite Um, a bit of summary. I'm sorry, Rick. No, I was just going to say, I started that book um, and got halfway through it and just... 
<clears throat> didn't pick it back up. I'm not a big. I'm not that big of a reader. But when I was into it, I remember that I didn't put it down for a few weeks. Um, I read it um, about a year ago, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. So I, I'll also recommend this book. She finishes by saying, "Quite a bit of the summary I know, but it's a book I feel as passionately for as I do Fallout." Even if it doesn't make it on your show, I hope you guys give it a read. I know you'll enjoy it. <laughs> well, and you. a couple of other people have wrote about this book to us, but she was mm -hmm. the first, so that's why I read her letter. Yeah, we did get a few recommendations for it. And thank you very, very much for those recommendations. We haven't done a uh, Fallout OTR Recommends in a while, so that's kind of, yeah, there was our <laughs> Fallout Recommends. Our second email says, Hey there, fellow Wastelanders. I have thoroughly enjoyed all of the companion tales of the games, and I'm excited about all the new team-ups to come. I usually like to find interesting ways to collect characters backwards for new dialogue options. In New Vegas, I did quests for the Van Graphs before recruiting Cass, thus allowed for an unhappy ending for Cass. Jean-Baptiste Cutting had it in for Cass, and if you bring her as a party member to him, there's a special scene where she quote, leaves your party. When the <laughs> dust settles, you'll have a morbid option to loot the body. I chose to leave it alone. Thanks for the tips and tricks, and I look forward to hearing about new interactions I haven't yet. Diggles. That's so funny. Yeah, I usually just kill off... Um, I usually just kill off uh, the van... Um, Cass um, at Van Graaf, so I should probably not do that and get her. I need to play with these companions. Do you usually kill Cass? Well, it's because I like to do the Van Graaf's quest, because it's, it's in CR. I've never done that. Oh, yeah? I would never kill Cass. Yeah, it's an NCR thing. It ends up to where, if you keep doing missions for Van Graaf, you end up doing an arms deal with the Legion. Oh, my. And they get ambushed by uh, NCR troopers. And it was all set up by the Van Graaf's. Oh, my. That's so, really something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I always did that. So, um, sorry guys if you hear the dogs barking in the background. It just means my family's home. Um, so I think we have a little bit of a special something coming up now, right? Now we're onto this? Um, sure, let's go straight to that. Or did we have another email? No, there's no other email. I just wanted to talk real quick about... Last week we asked the people how they wanted to deal with spoilers. Oh yeah, that's right. And I and think had... it was a unanimous... It was unanimous. Everyone wanted us to spoil everything we know. Um... Not quite. No? That wasn't that's, it? That's, no. I actually, we had a number of different suggestions, but I felt like most people wanted us to just hold off for a few weeks on major story spoilers and to have a spoiler zone at the end of the show. Spoiler zone. Yeah, so we could just spoil things at the end and anybody who was scared could jump off. I uh, will have to create a cool bumper for that then. <laughs> so we'll we'll see. We'll We'll discuss what we're going to actually do. But that's a suggestion that a lot of people made. And again, if you have thoughts, please let us know. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to get to do what? Let's open our toys. Yes. We're going to open our toys. All right, guys. Um, I think I was, yeah, over here. I can't remember. All right. So do you want to go first or, or me? Let's do them like um, together. We'll together. each open one. This We've like got these, these mystery minis here. See? That's how they came. And we've each yeah. got five, and we just wanted to open them on the air and see what we got. Yeah, because we figured you guys might want to see this. Um, so, all right, fine. I've been wanting to do this for weeks, too. <laughs> we well, we waited a really long time for these to come in. Well, wait a minute. Before you... Oh, you already opened it. I was going to say, what do you? which one do you want the most? Oh, you I want see. the tunnel snake the most. Okay. 
And I want uh, the Brotherhood of Fallout. The Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah, oh, they're see. in a black bag. So uh -huh. this is how they come out of the package. And I'm glad we took the initial plastic off. Yeah, we unwrapped the plastic because you don't want to uh, watch us unwrap plastic for 10 hours. Sweet. They're predicting what we're going to get in the chat room. Um, I, I sadly don't know the name for this. Did you get Black Widow? I got a Black Widow. Ooh, I got... Uh, I forget what um, this one's that's called. That's the cyborg perk. Yeah, I cyborg perk. He's cool looking. He's a lot cooler looking than I thought he would be. Very cool. Awesome. So there's one. I'll set him. Next one. Back here. You can't even see. He's so tiny. Yeah, the next one. Um, so you're gunning for the tunnel snake. I'm still gunning for the. Uh, this is you know. I'm still gunning for the uh, Brotherhood of Steel. Watch, we'll get the opposite ones. <laughs> then I'll have to mail it to you. <laughs> have to trade them. Ah. I got a mysterious stranger! Awesome! That's cool. I have the uh, Lone Wonder, as it were. Or the, uh, yeah, the Lone Wonder. No, yeah. this is the, yeah, Lone Wonder. That's the I'm Lone bad Wonder. with the names. The mysterious stranger is gripping a cigarette in his left hand, and he's got a gun behind his back. Oh, I want that one. So he's bad. so cool. It's a very angsty lone wanderer. Very angsty. Um, well, you know, he's a teenager. <laughs> that's true. It's very true. So this is a th three of five, then. This is like opening magic packs, only there's not 15 in one pack. This is very noisy for our audio <laughs> people. We're sorry. I'm opening them away from the mic. Uh, I'm not. I'm just putting them right there. Ooh. I'm going to wait till you get yours. This is cool. I'm having a hard time getting this open. <laughs> okay. We're going to get yelled at. <laughs> I got um, this guy here. I'm not I forget sure what this is called. And then... Um, oh, you got the little ghoul? I got a feral ghoul. That's cool. Yeah. What's this part called, you guys? In the <laughs> chat room. I'm holding it up. He's a little little ball boy with his gun. We've got repeated. We've got two more chances for our <laughs> beloved <laughs> needs. Just gonna open this. Just gonna toss the box because there's no more room That's on my awesome. desk. Oh. I feel it. This is cool. What'd you get? Oh, you got him! I got my Brotherhood of Steel. I got a raider. Oh, awesome. Yeah, uh, she looks pretty cool. She's got a like a combat shotgun. Hold her and, up again. Uh, awesome knee pads. Very cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, this dude... I just wanted a uh, Brotherhood of Steel guy just because I love the power armor that they have. And he's holding mm -hmm. a little... I'm going to pretend that it's the Wazer Wifle. <laughs> the Wazer Wifle. That's next, awesome. I'll put him next to the Feral Ghoul. I'm starting I have to, one last chance I know, to I'm get so sorry. the Tunnel Snake. I'll tell you what. One. If this is the Tunnel Snake for me, I will, I will trade you. Thank you. <laughs> it is not, but it's another one that I want. I feel, I feel the weapon he's carrying. Drum roll. It's the tunnel! Yes! yes! All right! Awesome! Congrats! And I got... He rules. Oh, you got the Grim Reaper Sprint! That's yes. very cool! I was really hoping for this. This guy right Let here! 
Okay. Uh, awesome. You don't have the chat open, so I need to tell you something. Yeah. Joseph in the chat room, before we started opening these, guessed that I would get a mysterious stranger and you would get a Grim Reaper. How creepy. <laughs> and we did. Awesome. Well, I like his predictions. Um, and for I'm that, so happy we each got what we wanted. Yes. Awesome. That's just great. I'm so happy about that. And I ha- we have a nice little collection going there above my uh, 1950s reel to reel. That's like my Fallout section. <laughs> so... This I got this uh, Black Widow, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually already had a Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> is that a mini? So yeah, it is. It's a mini. Uh. And I would like to give this one away, and I know how oh. I want to give it away. I am going to give this one to the first person who can send me a screenshot of their platinum trophy, or their hundred percent gamer score, or their complete. Steam achievements. Okay. The first person who can tweet or email a screenshot of their completed achievements is going to get my extra Black Widow. Aren't we super nice? Aren't we super nice? Well, aren't you super nice, Shalene? We're super nice. You're, you're very nice, too. But actually, I'm not very nice because that's a ton of work for an $8 toy. <laughs> no, I, I'm very happy with, with what we got. I'm super happy, actually. Me too. I really like them. Yeah, I, I did want the Grim Reaper sprint, so that's really cool. I was kind of hoping for the Tunnel Snake too, but I'm super glad that you got him over me because I didn't want to have to send him all the way back out. <laughs> that would have been like his fourth cross-country trip. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, I think I think that uh, I think with that amazing ending, I think that concludes our show for this evening. Okay. Doesn't it? It does. I don't have the notes open. You do. Okay, I'll do it. Please do. You can follow us on Twitter or tweet at us at FalloutOTR, at Rick McVick, at Shalene L. And uh, we really enjoy getting your tweets. We do. You can email us at FalloutOTR at gmail.com. You can like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please leave us a review on iTunes. We like to thank on the air people who give us a five-star review, and we have six of them to shout out today. Six? Six. Crazy Rat 621, Valrez, Big Glotcha, Moman263, Gawuki X. I don't know how you pronounce that, sir. I'm, I'm sorry. Or, or ma'am. Gooky X and Lamppost Boy. <laughs> We record live on Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, youtube.com slash Network slash live. We would love it if you could stop here uh, and hang out in the chat room on mm-hmm. Fridays. If you like this show, you can check out a lot of other great QGN shows. We're part of the Quest Gaming Network. These shows also stream live. Elder Scrolls off the record. Classic Elder Scrolls. Dragon Age off the record. Warcraft off the record. Rift Reforged. Dota off the record and Dancing with Daggers comes on later this evening, I believe at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 10.30. And they usually do a dungeon or they just traipse around the uh, vast countryside of Tamriel on ESO. Indeed. Check them out. Traipse sounds so strange. Pillage. It's a good word. Pillage. That works. Rage might like that word better, pillage. (laughs) So, yeah. Great. And um, with that... I want to thank you guys for coming. Oh, right. Um, if Shalene doesn't have anything else, I'll just end on this note, if that's okay. 
Go ahead. Um, somebody asked us what the ending song was uh, that we play for this uh, for the show and the podcast, and it is called "Exiting the Vault." I believe it's when you first come out of the Vault One Hundred and One in Fallout Three. It makes that noise. Um, well, that sound clip. So that's the ending there. And with that, uh, you'll hear it soon because that is the end of our show. Thank you so much for uh, joining us for episode 16, um, part four of The Unusual Suspects. And uh, next week we have a good show for you. Um, and I think the week after that we're going to have a very unique show. And that will be the last show, not a Fallout off the record, but it will be the last show of Fallout off the record and no Fallout 4 existing in the, in the universe. So it's crazy. It's like two weeks away. And uh, I can't, I, I couldn't be more ready for that game to come out. So, all right, thank you very much for joining us tonight, and we'll see you next week. Thank you all very much. I am sworn to carry your burdens. <laughs>